Hi, I'm Karen and I'm one of the pastors at Les Murdy Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us for this message. What you will experience is part of our regular service. And if you would like to join us for a full service at either 9.30 or 5 on a Sunday, please just type lbc.online.church into your web browser. Okay, I hope the kids have settled and you're ready to get into today's message. So for those of you this morning who are joining us who follow Jesus, then this is going to be right at you in terms of application and the way that we look at this message. Uh, If you're a Jesus follower, this is just sort of some training almost in how to identify people of peace and how to be people of peace. And I'll explain those terms in a little bit. If you're joining us this morning and uh, you don't follow Jesus or you're still deciding, oh, who's this Jesus character? Is it someone, is he someone that I want to invest more in? I just want to say that today's message is going to be sort of like a sneak peek behind the curtains of how we think as Christians. And uh, hopefully you'll stay around till the end because we're going to look at our modern context in terms of uh, a few things that are happening around the world. And hopefully you'll see that the heart of all Christianity, of all of Jesus' followers, is simply to love God well and allow people to come into a loving relationship with their Heavenly Father. And hopefully you'll see that translate into into today's message. But a lot of what we look at um, is, is, as I said, it's a sneak peek behind how we think as people who follow Jesus. And hopefully there'll be some stuff that's helpful for you so that you can live a better life. So let's get into today's message. To start off, I want to have a look at Luke chapter 10. So in the Bible, there's an Old Testament, New Testament. The New Testament, there's four books that we have, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And these record the work and the activity of Jesus. So Luke is a person who has recorded the life of Jesus. And in chapter 10, we have Jesus instructing some people who have been following him. Uh, He's given them a job to do. So let's have a look at what that is and let's see what we can learn from this. It says, after this, the Lord appointed 72 and he sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, First say, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wage. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is has come near to you. But when you enter a town and you are not welcomed... Go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. So what do we learn from this story? We learn what a person of peace is um, by what what Jesus has instructed these 72 people to do. So let's quickly go through that. Um, verse four says this, do not take a purse or bag or sandal. So Jesus is sending these 72 to different towns ahead of him. And he says, don't take anything with you and don't greet anyone along the way. Um, just a side note on this. The reason I think he says, uh, not to greet anyone on the road 
I don't think he's saying to be rude, as in like, uh, if you see someone walking, don't say hello to them. You've got to keep going until you get to your next town. I don't think Jesus is saying that. I think Jesus is communicating that I've given you a place to go. Don't get sidetracked and stop somewhere else. Because remember, these 72, they haven't got anything with them. If they greet somebody on the road who invites them with some hospitality, they may get distracted. And instead of going to where they're meant to go, they may actually find their needs needs met along the way. And if they do that, they may go somewhere where they're not meant to and get sidetracked from the place that Jesus has said that they need to go. So I think that's what he's saying there. Anyway, back to the story. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. Now, I want to concrete this idea very quickly. What does it mean to enter a house and say peace to this house? And what does it mean for someone to promote peace that that your peace will rest on them? I want to illustrate it through a story. When uh, About 10 years ago, when I was a youth group, a youth leader, a new person to move to town and they wanted to be a youth leader. And uh, the youth pastor came up to me and said, Josh, I want you to go and chat to them and find out um, just if you think that they're good quality and should be a part of the youth group. So I went and I had a chat with him for a while at McDonald's um, because that's what you do, catch up at McDonald's. Um, But what happened when I dropped him off home? We sat in the carport for an hour and a half and we just chatted. And it's almost like this connection just sort of happened. Like we chatted at McDonald's about the like, who are you? Where did you come from? Um, what's your faith beliefs? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but when we got back in, in the carport and we're sitting there, it's like something between us. It's like this peace that rested between us. And we just started chatting and chatting and chatting. And he was saying about what he loves and he believes. And I was bouncing right off that going, I agree. This is what I think. And he was going, yeah, this is what I think. And It's almost like peace had rested on us and we just had this heart-to-heart conversation. I knew that he was someone who was a person of peace. I think that's what Jesus is saying here. When you enter a house, say peace to this house. And if your peace rests on them, then they're going to extend hospitality to you. I think to concrete that wording, I think what he's saying there is you need to go to the house. You need to say, peace be to you. I'm here to to tell you that um, the kingdom of God is near. And as they chat and as they learn, if the person there receives what this person, what this uh, member of the 72 is saying, if he receives that and there is a peace between them, uh, then the person will extend hospitality to them. And so just to concrete that out, I think it's almost like a, a nudging of the Holy Spirit, a connection between people as, as you talk. And there's almost like this feeling of mutuality. Does that make sense? Like it's almost like you're you're speaking the same language. So I think that's what Jesus is getting at here. When you enter a house and you say to them, peace be with you and your peace rest, there's a mutuality and agreeance amongst you about that. That there's just something there that's putting you on the same page. Stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you. So the response of peace is that they will extend hospitality. Um, for the worker deserves his wages. And I think that's very important because remember they enter with nothing and they receive hospitality, but they're not just entering with nothing and receiving hospitality. They are doing the work that Jesus has set them to do. So Jesus is saying, you're not being a mooch. Uh, You're not mooching off them by just uh, taking their hospitality. You're actually going there and giving something of value. You're working. And so you deserve to be paid so the hospitality is extended. 
And it says don't move around from house to house because once your peace is there and you're establishing that relationship, don't just move to the next house. Continue to invest in that relationship there and then. So what do we learn about people of peace from this particular story? Um, We learn three things. First, uh, a person of peace is someone who listens to you. When the 72 go and say, peace be with you, and there's that mutuality between them, um, they're, they're listening to you. You're hearing each other. You're talking to one another. So a person of peace is someone who will be listening to you. The second thing is that a person of peace will be known to their community. When the 72 went out and they stayed at a household, that household is known to the households around them. Uh, so they are known to their community. And the third thing is, is that a person of peace is someone who will actually speak to their community. So I'm sure that wherever those 72 went, they stayed at a household and they were able to um, share with their community about what was happening and they were experiencing in their conversation with those members of the 72. To put it into another story, if we go back to last week's story of John chapter four, uh, where the woman at the well, uh, the woman at the well comes up to Jesus or Jesus and the woman start talking um, and she listens to him and he starts to say things about her life. And she goes, how the heck do you know that about me? Um, and you find out from that story that she's known to her community. Now she's known for probably the wrong reasons, uh, but she's still known to her community and she's able to share with her community. So in the story of John chapter four with uh, Jesus and the woman at the well, she listens to him. She is known to her community. She goes back to her community. She tells all of them and then they come and they interact with Jesus and many people are saved. So that's what we learn about people of peace. They are people who will listen to us, who are known to their community and who can share with their community. So the application of this message is this. In your life at certain points, if you are a Jesus follower, there will be people that you come across. There will be people that you engage with where there is a a mutuality. There is a spark between you and they will listen to you. You'll listen to them. It's almost like you'll be standing on common ground, even if you don't share common beliefs. And in that moment, you'll have somebody who possibly could be a person of peace. Now, you need to test this as you learn more about them. Are they known to their community? Do they have networks that they are already attached to? And are they able to speak into those networks? And if they are, this is our job as Jesus followers. Our job is to just live our daily life with Jesus, live our daily life with Christ, live as though we actually believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he was raised from death to life, and our belief in him means that we are restored with our Heavenly Father. And as we live that out, as we speak that out, as others see that in us, we just pray that those people of peace in our lives can see that and that they share that, uh, first of all, with themselves, like they actually receive it, and that they're able to share that with their existing networks. And I believe that's how the kingdom of God actually spreads out. It's not through going out there and trying to tell everybody to believe what you believe and to hit them over the head until they they agree with you. I think it's as we see the fruit of a relationship with Jesus that we get curious. Everyone else is stressed with COVID-19, but that person seems quite at peace. Everybody else, work seems to be their number one driver, but that person seems to be motivated by something else. 
Everyone else seems to have uh, unhealthy relationships with their family, but that person seems to be able to have peace with their family, even if they don't agree with everything that their family does. There's something about the fruit and the outworking of a Jesus-filled life that can capture the attention of those that don't have that. And I believe that people of peace in our lives will listen to us, will see something in our life that's worth imitating and they will want that for themselves and they'll want to share that with their community. So the whole thinking behind people of peace is simply this church. As Jesus followers, we want to be living lives that have a platform for people to be able to engage with Jesus Christ. And we want them to be able to see God's work in our lives. And we want people to know that they can have the same peace and the same relationship with God that we do. That it is accessible to everyone everywhere. So that's people of peace. Now, how do we be a person of peace? And I think this is uh, particularly important to remember in our current context. And I'll get to that in one second. Because there's too many people out there that we are, that are not being people who are peaceful, but instead are, doing, are being probably people who just want to live their lives and have their own thing and do it their own way. So how do we be people who are people of peace? Uh, it's the same as the first three in recognizing a person of peace, but we personalize it for ourselves. So the first thing is, is that to be a person of peace, you and I need to listen to other people well. And that means listening to people who we may not agree with, listening to people who may not share the same beliefs or the same perspective that we do on things. And I take great encouragement from Jesus because he talked with people who didn't think like he thought all the time. He was happy to go to parties with people who uh, they may have understood God, but they obviously didn't. Um, believe that it was worth taking God seriously. And he would sit there at parties with them and just talk with them and engage with them. People who are nothing like Jesus, liked Jesus and Jesus hung out with them. So to be people of peace, we need to be able to be strong enough in our convictions and our faith to be able to know that we can talk to anyone about anything and it's okay. So we need to be people who listen well to other people's perspectives and stories, even if we do not agree with it. Second thing is we need to be known to our community. So we are called as Christians, I believe, as people who follow Jesus, um, we're called to actually be known to other people. We are not made to be in isolation. Now, of course, with COVID-19, we've all been made to be in isolation. That's not what I mean. As Christians, I believe that we're not called to live life on our own. We're called to be a part of community. We're called to be known by other people. So uh, my prayer is that you recognize the community you are a part of and that you are able to ask, am I known to them or have I sort of sidestepped a little bit and uh, I'm not known to them anymore like I used to be. This is a challenge for you. And the third thing is that we need to share with that community. So once you recognize the community that you are a part of, you need to be able to have a platform to share into that space. And I don't mean a platform as in you have to be the person that runs and does everything. Not at all. When I say you have a platform, you need to be a part of your community. You need to be known to your community so that your voice can be heard by your community. And the best way to do that is to have a voice which is uh, reflecting the integrity of the life that you lead. Because if you follow Jesus, 
If you have fruit in your life that shows that peace is at work in your heart and there's an outworking in the world with that, people will be happy to hear what you have to say if you keep that integrity. So um, I have a friend who, <laughs> who once he gets online, he likes to become a little bit of a keyboard warrior. Um, and I can say this for sure, um, he has isolated himself from a particular part of his community because how he speaks in life and how he communicates online are two different areas. So we need to make sure that we communicate as one voice the same, not um, change and you know cause people to think that we're disingenuous or that we don't believe what we say we believe. So that's three things to be a person of peace. Listen to other people well, be known in community and be able to share with those in your community. So those are our people of peace concepts. If you want to recognize a person of peace in your life, are they listening to you? Do they Are they known in their community and can they speak to their community well? If you want to be a person of peace, do you listen well? Do you have community? Do you share with your community well? And now to really ground this in a, in a current context. I want to talk a little bit about the Black Lives Matter movement and the treatment of indigenous people here in Australia. So the words I am about to say may not be 100% correct, but I pray that God will use the voice that I have to communicate with you, the church, and all of you who are engaging in the space to communicate something that I believe is vitally important for the heart of God in our current state of affairs. So here it goes. I believe that when Jesus uh, died, he died for all humanity, for all voices, for all contexts, for all stories. He died for everyone. And when Jesus died for everyone, followers of him, uh, we, we got given a mandate that... Um, we are to love everyone because Jesus says you got to love like I have loved. And when Jesus said that and remembering he died for everybody, he's saying you need to love everybody because I died for everybody. So we cannot as Christians pick and choose who is worthy of our love and who isn't. So what I want to say to us as a church in terms of the Black Lives Matter movements from the American context, which is quite influential in our media is just simply this. Jesus died for everybody. God made everybody in his image. And we, regardless of our um, history, regardless of our experiences, um, we need to mature in Christ to a point where we are able to say that we genuinely love all people. Now, I'm not going to say that we have to learn to like all people, because if I heard your story, if I understood your perspective, I could justify 100% probably why you don't like certain people for what they've done to you. But the problem is, is that God, um, in his invitation to forgive other people, showed us the ultimate level of forgiveness by forgiving us. So we can't hold something over somebody else when we know that Jesus has forgiven us for everything. So I'm sure if I heard your story, there's a reason why you see certain people a certain way. But I just have to say that God chose not to see you that way. 
And as Jesus followers now, we have to choose to not see people in another light. We have to choose to see people as loved and made in the image of God, even if they've hurt us. And that's a maturing into. That's not something that just happens. And that's something that many of us will grapple with. Many of us will deal with. So let's bring that from that American context, influence of Black Lives Matter to our local one. The indigenous uh, people and the way that they've been treated in the past has been horrific. And uh, the way that they uh, continue to be treated in certain circles is still continue to be horrific. Um, There is no way to justify um, from the Bible. There's no way to justify from a human experience that other people should be treated the way that Australians in the past and presently have chosen to treat um, people who have been indigenous to this land. Um, Our heart as Jesus followers is to love and seek reconciliation. Now, we're not all going to agree on what that looks like. Um, There's not going to be an agreement on the way forward in how to reconcile um, our histories because we have varied histories and we have people who have come to this country who, um, who don't share that history but have been plopped into it because you've joined us as Australians and we're still grappling with our past and you've sort of come into the story with your own baggage. Um, but we need to, as a country, continue to learn how to heal and work towards reconciliation. And the three things that I have said, I think can help with that. So if we're gonna be people of peace in our modern context, we need to be people who listen well, who are known to our community and who are able to speak to our community. And as Jesus followers, who have the example of Jesus forgiving everybody and then choosing to forgive us, our mandate out of this, I believe, is to be people of reconciliation. That doesn't mean we agree with how things are done. That doesn't mean that we're all gonna come to a happy kumbaya party, hold hands and everything's fine. But when it comes to the issues of Black Lives Matter, matters when it comes to the issue of um, how indigenous people are treated we need to be people of reconciliation stepping forward saying hey god's love is for all people and our humanity calls us to love all people and we as christians we don't really get a, a pass on this one because we have jesus sort of setting the way the example and uh, his example is pretty clear um, he died for all Um, So as Christians, we are called to love all. So if you don't follow Jesus, you get a pass on this one. Um, You follow whatever, whatever guidelines or rules for life you have to follow. But if you're sitting there as a Christian, um, we, we don't get a pick and choose on this. Um, All people are loved by God, no matter their history. All people need to be respected and heard and all people have value, even though society has not always given all people value. So, this is where I want to leave us this morning. People of peace will come across your path. They will listen to you. They'll have their community and open it up to you. And you'll you'll have an opportunity to share a part of your walk with Jesus. That's so cool. That's so exciting. For those of you that have done that before or will do that in the future, ah, oh man, that's that's exciting. That's really exciting. 
Um, for those of us who need to keep learning how to be people of peace, keep listening well. Keep um, testing your convictions. Keep listening to other people's stories and perspectives and learn about the, the wide and varied world that we have. And for those of us um, in our current context who are overwhelmed with everything that's happening in our media, with everything that's happening with COVID-19 and um, in regards to Black Lives Matter and with all the other issues that continue to go on and on and on, I just want to say this. God loves you. Jesus died for you. And if you believe in him, his Holy Spirit will guide you. There's nothing to fear in this world that isn't, hasn't already been overcome by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Trust in him and he will lead the way. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much that you've given every human being this inherent value because we're made in your image, God. Thank you so much that you have given us all the opportunity to choose how we live out our lives. And I pray right now, God, that we make the choice to follow you and that we make the choice to extend to everybody the exact same value that you see in them, the love that they deserve, the respect that they deserve, the care that they deserve. So Lord God, for those of us who have people of peace in our lives um, and we, we need that next step in sharing our faith or sharing our position or perspective with them, give us that opportunity soon. For those of us, God, who are looking for people of peace in our lives, um, just be with us as we look around and see where our peace can rest and for those who are responding to it. And guys, for those of us who are still working on being people of peace or who are able to listen to the other perspective, um, give us just your, uh, just give us your Holy Spirit's guidance in how to listen well to other people, in how to engage with other stories well, so that we may learn to love the people that you have created um, regardless of where they're from, what color of skin they have, or their cultural background. In your name and for your glory. Amen.